Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Boy, we were coming off of a niche episode last time. Well, I think that, uh, you know, I got a little bit on my on my soapbox because I want people to know, you know, I think it's a good learning example of what I, I've, I've explained it to a few people. And every time I explain it to them, they're like, oh, that makes sense. That's interesting. And I know we have a few small business owners that listen to this podcast and they, you know, might not be unlocking that opportunity in their own small business. So there you go. There you go. All right. What are we talking about today, Daniel? Today we are talking about uh, financial goals, but not just generally. We're going to kind of break it down a little bit because uh, we have listeners all across the spectrum as far as life stage goes. And so we're going to banter a little bit today about things that you might be considering in each uh, one of those decades of life. So we'll just kind of round it. We'll do, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s. I don't know if we'll go to the 50s and 60s, but we can if we have time, we can go up there. Um, but we'll kind of talk about what to be thinking about in those times. Now, I guess uh, anytime you read an article of this nature or uh, listen to a podcast of this nature, it can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes because I don't know if you've seen kind of the, whether it's the BuzzFeeds or the CNBCs or whatever, where it talks about, you know, how much you should have saved by each age and so forth. And uh, statistically speaking, then you're going to fall into one of two camps. Either you're going to look at that and go, ah, oh, I'm okay. Uh, or you can be like, whoa, I have a ton of work to do. And uh, so obviously there's a big caveat here in that all of these suggestions or rules of thumbs really come down to you have to balance them to your goals and your personal situation and your life. Because we're going to kind of give a general overview of things to think about in each decade. But uh, some of it comes down to the trajectory you're on, what you're getting after, uh, what your goals are in your personal situation. So they may not apply to everybody, but they're good rules of thumb to think about uh, along the way. All right. And now the other caveat I'll throw in, um, and my only reluctance to doing a show like this is that uh, to reiterate what Daniel said and to encourage you a little bit is if you are in your 40s and 50s and you're listening and you, you know, or you read those articles that are out there and you find yourself getting discouraged, I'll be the first one to tell you, you can change. All right. It, it matters not what age you are, the decade that you are in in your life, your financial situation. I am a firm believer that if you are listening to this, now I'm going to exclude some folks here and I might, you know, tick some people off on the Insta world. Um, but if you are an American uh, living in, in the great capitalist nation of the U.S. of A, you still have the ability to make it financially. I mean, for sure. And it doesn't matter your age. Uh, it doesn't matter... You know, what you are in involved in right now, you can make a change and you can dramatically change your financial position. I don't think we've ever been in a day and age where the opportunities are as great as they are today uh, to improve your financial situation. We've talked about this on previous podcasts, doing side hustles, taking advantage of the uh, gig economy, the new word that I learned, the gig economy. Uh, and you know, a, a great testament was that Mark, Matt Carlett interview that we did a few weeks ago. Here's an individual 
looking to do a little bit of a side hustle so that he could spend more time at home with his kids. Ultimately, that translated into a major business on Amazon, a platform that was not even there you know, 10-plus years ago. Amazon was, I understand, but this particular variable was not. So do not become discouraged if, if you don't fit nicely into these boxes, if you will, and figure out how the heck to you know, change your situation and get on not only the right trajectory, but certainly providing a better future for your, you and your loved ones. I'm off my soapbox. So, uh, you know, y- the ages of uh, what? One to ten. No. <laughs> where <laughs> Save we, that piggy bank. Yeah, where do you want to start? I, I guess uh, probably best to start maybe in the 20s. 20. 20. In the 20s. I mean, we could start kind of in the late teens, but you're probably going off to college. Uh, I guess broad spoke, uh, if you are listening to this and, you know, you've just graduated, you're headed off to college or you're, you're in your early years of college, uh, probably the best advice there is don't rack up debt. Uh, so don't sign, you're going to get a bajillion credit card offers, uh, in college and it's going to be enticing, or you're going to have student loans and they'll basically hand you money as much, almost as much as you want. Uh, and you can use it for tuition and then there's going to be some left over that you can basically use to go eat out. Uh, and do whatever you want, essentially. And you can basically, in your college years, rack up as much debt as you want uh, because uh, they're going to allow you to sacrifice your next 30 years uh, of income years to uh, to pay for college. And generally speaking, just don't do that. Be smart with debt. And being smart with debt means really understanding what it's going to take to pay that back, whatever it is you're racking up, and watch those balances. The worst thing you can do, I guess, in college is to just rack up debt and not realize how much is there. If you're in your 20s and you're listening to this podcast, odds are that you have a head on your shoulders and you are looking to improve and better your financial situation as time goes on. So I want to make sure that you understand that you just have to continue doing the same thing that you're doing. For whatever reason, you made a decision as you were going through high school or maybe in college, let's say you're listening to this post-college, Uh, A lot of kids are graduating at 21, 22 years old, um, and you made it, okay? You made wise decisions not to party every night. You made wise decisions to get up, to go to class. It's more of the same. If there's one thing that I have learned in 20-plus years of business, it's that the small progressive steps that are so mundane, that are often so frustrating— that often do not produce the big fruit collectively and in combination is what ultimately creates the unbelievable goal that you're trying to achieve. So I would definitely say in your 20s, it's more of the same, and it's probably summed up by discipline. If you can start a pattern of discipline in your life, especially financially, that is a pattern that will carry with you. You will be able to carry with you for the rest of your life, and it will serve you exceptionally well. I think this is a time period as well where most of you are probably starting your first job, establishing that 401k. It's very good to get into a pattern of a 10% savings rate. That could be a combination of both yours and the employer. I would strongly advise that you try desperately to get to a 10% rate on your end alone so that any additional matching is gravy. Uh, I'm a firm believer of living on the 10-10-80 principle, giving 10, saving 10, and living on 80. If you can start that very early on in your career, 
ultimately it becomes much easier to save, to give, and to live within your means. It's not just a fancy tagline at the end when we say secret of wealth is simple, live on less than you make, invest the rest. It is truth. And so starting these patterns early is absolutely critical. I think the last thing I would say, and I'll turn it back over to you, Daniel, is the 20s is a time for exploration and risk. This is a time period most of you are not yet involved in a family. Most of you do not have children. Again, that's just statistics. I'm not, you know, I, I don't know your specific situation. You might be rolling your eyes going, Quinn, I'm married with three kids and I'm 25. Look, that a good more power to you. But ultimately, if you are not yet in that camp, regardless of your age, this is a time period to be looking. I tell the kids at the university, early on in your career, you say yes to everything. You say yes to every project, every opportunity, every event, every special organization, every special committee, every volunteering organization, every volunteering event. You do that as a process of elimination to realize what is areas that you're interested in and areas that you're not. You also do it to get involved with various people. Only as you get older do you start saying no to things. And then ultimately, when you're in your 40s and 50s, you say no to everything unless it's just a resounding yes uh, and you don't even have to think about it. So 20s are your area where you take some risk, maybe some job opportunities that you wouldn't normally take, maybe some you know startup opportunities if you had that opportunity, starting a business, that, those sort of things. This is the time period to do it for sure. Anything else to add to the 20s, Daniel? Well, that's great. Words of wisdom beyond just the financial advice is that the 20s really lays a foundation for the rest of your life, and you have the capacity to really take risks and take adventures. Uh, uh, if you think forward to, you know, maybe your thirties and forties when you become well-established and you're having, assuming that you, uh, have a spouse and, and kids later on, um, that you're going to have more responsibilities. It's going to be a lot harder to move across the country or across the world or take a low paying job just so that you can learn as much as possible to lay the foundation for something in the future. So definitely don't be afraid of those risks, but do them in a calculated way uh, in your 20s. So don't just take on endless debt and risk your financial future uh, just for the sake of taking risks, but make sure that there's uh, a return that uh, you might be able to make on that. Now, giving away your time for free, uh, your time is very, uh, you have a lot of time in your 20s. Uh, you're you're not stacked with a lot of other commitments. So as far as volunteering and so forth, go for it. But if it comes down to large financial commitments or taking on massive amounts of debt, be careful in that respect and make sure there's a road or a pathway to pay that off. Well, if you liked that ancillary uh, advice, I'm about to drop some knowledge on you. Because I, is, I, I, got, I got the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s uh, wrapped up. You know, I'm 41. So this is exactly what I, what I share uh share with the uh, people that, that I mentor personally. So we'll get there when we, when we talk about the thirties, but let's hit the thirties from a financial perspective. What do you got? 30. Financial perspective in your thirties. Uh, at this point, you want to really start having a savings plan in place and uh, being aggressive about paying off debt. So the thirties is the time when uh, the, it's not that the door closes on the risk time of your twenties, but it should start changing. You should start turning towards um, how do I really be a prudent saver? How do I capitalize on some of these moves that I made in my 20s and start making them pay? Uh, start in really increasing the discipline of investment. Start 
looking at increasing your income, increasing the amount that's coming in so that that 10% that you had been disciplined about saving in your 20s starts to grow into a larger nominal number. That 10% is not 10% of little, it's 10% of more. Uh, And if you still have residual debt from your 20s, this is the time to get really, really serious about paying that off. Because as you start approaching your 40s, you are going to uh, be very happy with yourself that you took care of that early and got out of the way because uh, debt from your 20s sticking around in your 40s can really kind of be an anchor, both emotionally, psychologically, and financially. Now, let's uh, also categorize this group. And again, I hate to be stereotypical, but you know, a lot of you are married, you are having kids. So this presents some new uh, challenges, uh, and that is making sure that you're properly insured. We're very big fans of term insurance only. Certainly fall with Dave Ramsey on this, on this side. Term, uh, insurance is not an investment vehicle. I don't care what anybody tells you. Um, you run the numbers yourself. Uh, term insurance is there to provide, in my opinion, to uh, secure your loved ones against the debts that you may leave behind. A mortgage, uh, maybe you have car loans, whatever the case may be, student loans, uh, add all those up. Uh, the amount of insurance should cover that, cover that fairly easily. That's true for both you and your spouse, in my opinion. Uh, the second amount is an amount towards uh, future educational costs for your kids. Um, ultimately, if you predecease and they are under the age of 18, they will be uh, allowed to have some Social Security benefits. So the idea of this you know, ongoing uh, care and maintenance is not all that applicable. Again, you can explore those, but ultimately they will get some Social Security benefits until they are 18. But however, nothing will be set aside for their school. So in my opinion, that's another you know, fifty dollars to $100,000 towards school per child. And then ultimately, I like to build in what I call the 12-month grieving process. I know if I lost my wife tomorrow, I am doing nothing for about a year. In fact, Daniel's going to have to run all businesses for me while I totally check out, uh, which ultimately means I'm still going to have some expenses and utilities, you know, et cetera, et cetera, somebody to care for the kids. I mean, you know, this is all I, I, I can't even fathom. Some of you have gone through something like this. My heart goes out to you. But ultimately, I like to factor in another 100000 uh, in that situation. So let's say that you're 30 some years old and you have a couple of kids at home all under the age of 18. That's a hundred apiece. Uh, let's say you got a $200,000 mortgage. That's 400,000. And then you want to make sure your wife has a hundred thousand to bridge the gap. That's 500,000, 500,000. And your kids are, let's say three and two. I'm just throwing numbers out there. This is a 20 year policy. This is not a 30. This is not a you know whole life. This is a 20 year term policy. It's going to be very inexpensive and it is well. It's going to be the cheapest option that you can get, especially if you're in good health. It is a commodity. You can literally go online. You can shop term insurance, if you will. In my opinion, I like to go online, find the best price, and go ahead and get that. If you add additional debt or additional issues, you can always increase that insurance. But that is the time period that you should be doing this in your 30s for sure. If you are married with children before the age of 30, obviously incorporate this into your plan. That is critical. Second thing, making sure that you have your uh, wills, living, uh, tr- not sorry, living wills, uh, ancillary power of attorneys, you know, just basically your legal documents. Reach out to local attorney in your area. Ask them up front, what will it cost to have a simple will uh, with the ancillary documents? Those include uh, your power of attorney in the event something happens to you and you can't make decisions, you want your wife or whomever you have designated to be able to make those decisions for you. Living will directive. Do you want to be able to be kept alive on your, um, you know, basically the machine, if you will, 
uh, or do you want it turned off? You have to designate that or have, your, your spouse or loved ones have to go through a very long and expensive court process. Um, ultimately, uh, inside your will, if you have children, who will be caring for your children? I can't stress this enough, folks. If you, if, I don't care if you're 30, 40, 50. If you don't have these documents, turn this off and call somebody right now. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's irresponsible, uh, and you should have those in place. I'm not an attorney, but we are advisors. This is what we do every day, and it's one of the things that we sort of check the box. So, again, once you start getting into this world of, I've got, you know, kids, I've got responsibility, a mortgage, et cetera. I agree with Daniel. It's aggressively paying off debt. It's it's saving more, but it's also the ancillary items, insurance to protect your family, wills to protect your family. And then ultimately, in my opinion, this is also the time where you start looking at, in addition to aggressively paying off debt, if you can, sort of these ancillary items like Roth IRAs. Now, you might have already been doing this. It might be part of your financial plan since you started working. Bravo to you. But if not, you need to start looking at what other areas can you start saving for retirement to put money away. That could be a Roth, could be a, a just a general investment account, etc. This is also the time, and I know we're throwing a lot at you, but this is what this show's for. This is also the time you start looking at saving for kids. We talked about that in a previous podcast. We talked about what I've been doing for my three kids, what the options are out there as far as 529, ESA accounts, the custodial accounts. This is the time period that you start designating those um, areas to start saving with a plan for your children. Last but not least, and to piggyback on uh, my thesis for the 20s, as far as the exploration and the risk phase, this is the time that you start getting serious. In the uh, By the time, in my opinion, this is just one man's opinion, by the time you're 35 years old, you should be sort of in the career that you're thinking about for the long, long term. Now, if you're 45 and listening to this and going, I hate my job, then I'll be the first one to tell you, find something new. Life is too short to be miserable. That's another podcast for another day. But if you are planning this sort of thing out and you are in that exploratory phase and you are still looking for things and you are before the age of 35, in my opinion, you need to start getting very serious about where you want to live, what it is that you want to do, where do you see yourself in 10, 15 years and start setting that trajectory. Because from 35 to 40, in my opinion, you should be solidifying yourself within the business, within the career that you have chosen to start moving up the ladder so that by the time you are in your 40s, that's your rainmaking time period. That's when you're starting to really see the, the rewards of your hard work. Hopefully your debt is under control and you really start to get aggressive with your savings from a retirement standpoint, et cetera. Also, your costs are going to go up because inevitably your kids are going to be like my kid's age, and every time they turn around, it costs me $100. So uh, that's the time period, but you want to set yourself up for that. So if you are in a business and you are rolling into your 40s and this business is terrible, you're you know robbing Peter to pay Paul and you're going month to month and you think, Marag, maybe it's time to change. Maybe it's time to either bring somebody in to assess this business or to change it all together and maybe go get a job. All right, Daniel, I got the 30s under wraps. What else? That was pretty good. I think to sum it up, uh, to use the buzzword in the social sphere, uh, the 30s are about finally starting to start adulting. Yes, adulting. I want to get one of those T-shirts. I'm not in the mood to adult today, or I don't want to, whatever. Well, you touched on the 40s. What about the 40s? 40. 40. Yeah, so now you've, you know, it's almost like you're you're creating this journey, if you will, and, and what we've talked about is 
you know, step one is gathering all of your, you know, sort of setting your plan, you know, gathering all the items, gathering all the things. Uh, step two is making, you know, going through your checklist and implementing some things that you that you want to start doing. You know, making sure your basis is covered through unforeseen emergencies, et cetera, et cetera. And we, I want to throw in there the emergency fund. You know, basic stuff um, that you have, but making sure you have insurance, living will, will, wills, living wills, et cetera. I think your 40s is the time that you, you're really starting to make it rain. Uh, you, you're really on the trail now. You're really, you know, you, you're on the right trail, the right path, the right job. Again, I can't stress enough that if you find yourself in the 40s or 50s or 60s and you're not on the right path, I, I'm not trying to discourage you. I think you can still shift. I think you can make a change. There's no question in my, in my opinion about that. Um, but you got to do it quickly and you got to really have some self-assessment. If you've been, if you're young and you're listening to this and you're looking out, the forties are a time period where you're in the career that you want. Hopefully you have a position that you enjoy. You're making the money that you should be making and it's going to the designated areas that it should be going to. You're still incorporating the discipline that you had in your twenties. We talked about that kept you on the right path. Now, inevitably, you're going to make some financial mistakes. You're going to make some you, you, things are going to happen. You're going to go through some challenges. I, look, it's it's inevitable. But the sooner you correct that, the sooner you rip that Band-Aid off and move forward with something else, the better. I can't stress that enough. Don't allow it to derail you emotionally or financially. But the 40s is the time period. Now you start to think towards retirement. You're going out. You've got 20 more years. Now you start, in my opinion, is when you engage in an advisor. In my opinion, this is the time that you start engaging an advisor. You pay them for planning because ideally you don't have any money yet for them to invest. They're not going to make any money that way. You pay them to do a plan, and you start bringing into the loop a second opinion. My goodness, get an accountant. Stop doing your taxes for yourself. Daniel, you still do your own taxes? I do. Mine are uh, still fairly simple at this point, so I'm able to do them myself. It doesn't take much time. But so you're still well under 40. Yes. So once I hit 40... <laughs> I'm taking bids. No, so I mean, ultimately, you start putting your team together is what I mean by that. You start putting your team together. And this is, look, do you want to be wealthy? Do you want to be financially secure? If you do, then, you know, you need smart, wise people around you. That's a a given. I mean, this is the time you start seeking out a trusted second opinion, second opinions, advisors, to start looking at your situation, making sure you're on the right path, running those numbers, and making sure that if you need to make adjustments, you adjust them now. You're loving your spouse. You're loving your kids. You're doing life. This is the 40s. Enjoy it. I'm in it. I love it. I love yeah. the 40s. I like it. I like what you said about uh, sort of engaging environment, getting a, a second opinion or outside objective opinion. So you, you still have an opinion and a voice. Uh, I think that's kind of sort of a common misconception. You hire an advisor or a tax person, and they just they just tell you what to do, and you sort of brainlessly follow it. But it's a voice and an objective outside opinion into your financial life. You still have responsibility over it. But I do agree that the 40s is a time to really get serious about that financial plan because you have a, still a good runway. That 20 years or so till retirement gives you a lot of wiggle room to really get serious about the elements that you're going to discover in your financial plan that might need attention. And if you need to up your savings rate or things of that nature, the earlier, uh, the better. And so we see uh, the 40s is really a great time uh, from a financial planning perspective. I love that time when people come and engage us for financial planning services because we have a lot to work with. If you sort of wait till the very end and then engage somebody, you're just giving them... uh, 
you're not giving them a time period to help you along the way. You're just kind of going, here's where I got myself. Now what do I do? Uh, but if you come to a financial planner early, you're going to give them a, a lot of time to collaborate with you and set you up for success in the long run. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. I'm going to just summarize the 50s and 60s and say execute, execute, execute. Yeah, by then you're just, the plan's in place. You've been working on it now. You're in a, hopefully a career and job that you love and uh, it's sort of right off to the sunset, I guess. Execute, execute, execute. And if you don't, you know, I mean, again, I, again, for anybody listening out there that's not in that situation, it's time to change, time to make a change. Uh, and it's never too late. So let's wrap it up there. Uh, remember folks, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.